Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 830. And this podcast is really dedicated to helping you, the listener, discover, develop, create your ultimate life, purpose, prosperity, and joy. I'm excited today to have a special guest with me, a person who I know, who I love, and who's got a great story. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kel. Excited for the conversation. You are just so welcome. So, Rather than give me and me create an introduction for you, uh, why don't you tell listeners the choices you, uh, we'll get into past stories and how we got there in a minute, but tell listeners what you choose today to make your life about. How are you creating life? How are you adding good to the world? Like, what is John's life about today? Yeah, I have a 30-year plan that I've designed for myself, Kellen. In that 30-year plan, it's what am I ultimately trying to accomplish in my life? And that saying right underneath there, to paraphrase, is something along the lines of, I want to maximize all of life's offerings. And then I go into each segment of my life, and what do I want to maximize in all of those different areas? And so I'm really hyper-focused on that and the things I need to be doing in this moment to head towards that 30-year plan every single day and make sure I'm spending my time wisely, efficiently, and making an impact on others to also help them build the business, life, whatever they want of their dreams uh, the right way as well. So there's two layers there. One is you have a 30-year plan to do stuff and you have several areas. How many areas do you have life cut up into? Three, four, ten? Five segments. Five segments. Okay. And one of those I heard is to be of assistance, of guidance, of help to others who are also trying to maximize and grow their lives. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said something else that I want to really emphasize. You said, ah, you're making sure that every day, every week, every period of time, whatever, that you're focused on doing things in support of those goals. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly correct. That's where the magic is. It is where the magic is. And why do you suppose, I mean, we're coming up on New Year's pretty soon. This episode's going to go live on December 22nd. Mm-hmm. And people set all kinds of goals, resolutions, and there's jokes about that and sort of thing. Why do you think we don't do that? We set goals and then we don't change our lives so that what we're doing is like really in support of that. Why do yeah. we do that? Yeah, or consistently stick with the goals, right? By the end of January, we're out of the New Year's resolutions. And I've done that before as well. Maybe it lasts into February sometimes, uh, (laughs) but it's short-lived. And I think part of that, Kellen, is I used to always look at year-to-year goals. What do I want to achieve this year? And the reason I intentionally say 30 years is I really ultimately want to know where I'm going. Because I think way too many times people have their, their, their minds in a little bit of a vacuum of a short period of time. And a lot of people overestimate what they can do within a year. They underestimate what they can do in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, but they overestimate what they can do in a year. They fall short of their goals. They don't lose the weight. In, in the example you give in New Year's resolutions, I want to lose some weight or I want to stop drinking, whatever it may be. 
they don't, they don't maintain it because they don't have that long-term vision ahead of them. So I think by having that long-term vision of ultimately what you want to achieve in life and boiling that down to what you need to do systematically every day, training your subconscious mind, training really, you know, 95% of your daily actions are unconscious or subconscious, right? How are you training that mind so that every moment you're spending every day, you're heading in the right direction? So great. Good answer. Now let's talk about the training of the subconscious mind because people might last a day, a week, and then they give up for various reasons. It's not my season. I can't do it anyway. I fell off whatever wagon it is, food, booze, money, whatever. What is so hard in our, in our current world? Like you have created a system. You've done X, Y, Z in the past, and now you have longer term goals that keep you on track. What is there about our world right now? that makes so many people set goals they can't, don't, and won't achieve? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, fear, distraction, uh, lack of patient ambition to achieve something. Um, I think there's a lot of factors. There's, there's so many factors. It's unbelievable, right? Like watching the TV is a factor, right? Just that the negative energy you get from all of that. So I, I, you know, I can't even articulate all the factors that, are, that negatively influence the mind but there's no question the most powerful instrument we have is the mind and how you train the mind on what you're looking for. And I think the biggest thing for me, Kellen, that that was a, a big factor and a big aha moment for me was really understanding how the mind works. And in the mind, you have the reticular activating system, which is this filter for the mind. And, and the best story that was articulated to me recently was you know, the red car concept. I don't know if you've heard of the red car concept, but when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes sense, right? So you drive to work today, how many red cars you see? And you'd be like, I don't know, I just saw cars. But if I said, I'll pay $100 for every red car you saw, you'd tell me exactly how many red cars you saw. And so if you train your mind on what it's looking for in life, automatically it starts showing up. You start seeing it because your mind is filtering those inputs of what you're looking for. And the way I've trained my mind really is through a daily visualization that ties to my 30-year plan of what I'm trying to achieve and the things I need to be doing this quarter to move towards that 30-year plan ultimately down the road. And I give it every morning, that daily visualization comes back over and over and over again to the point where it's so repetitive and it's ingrained in the mind that you know when I'm trying to lose weight and I'm looking at chips and cookies and French fries, they now make me feel ill, whereas before they were my advice for my food. Uh, so it's training that subconscious mind to really look for what you should be seeking in life. How hard is it for somebody who who doesn't do that right now and who hears this great advice and thinks, yeah, I should do that. How hard is it for someone to begin and to, to do that training? Because you're right. We get, we find what we look for. And, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. In other words, whatever we create in our mind, we materialize in the world. How hard is it for us to train ourselves to do that? Yeah, incredibly hard. I, I think 70% of the people listening to this go, that's a great idea, but they won't do it. 70? Boy, un- well, you're being generous. Uh, you know what? Okay. Yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> 90. Right? I mean, people don't okay. do, right? No, go ahead. I'm not going to disagree. Keep no, going. you're right. I, I, maybe I was being generous, but because the reality is, Kellen, I was there. I would listen to people go, oh, you got to have your daily, you know, what you're grateful for. You need to have your daily visualization on your mirror. When you wake up, you got to read it. And I was like, oh, that's honey. I I don't need any of that kind of stuff. I'm just going to keep going until I fell off the cliff. And I was really, what am I doing down here? What just happened? And I had to go back and, and, and think through, what was I trying to achieve? And I wasn't clear on what I was trying to achieve in life. I wasn't clear what my purpose was. I wasn't clear on what success looked like for me in life. 
And because of that, I was running. And as, as the saying goes, if you keep running, any path will do. Just, just keep running. It's going to be, you're going to be in good shape. And, and to your point, there's, there's too large of a part of our society that just keeps running. They, they go to work, they're stressed out, they're not eating healthy, their relationships are in trouble, they're going through these motions because they don't know otherwise. And as soon as you can train your mind on ultimately what you're trying to achieve in life and you filter the things that are coming into your brain and how you're thinking, things change miraculously. But I had no idea until I experienced maybe the failure that was needed to wake me up and realize it. And what's interesting, I'll end with this, what's interesting is now that I'm talking to a lot of very, very successful people throughout uh, what I'm doing today and podcasting and maybe like yourself, they all have the same common thread. They've all read the book, Think and Grow Rich. They all believe what they conceive and believe they can achieve. Everybody believes the same thing. And they now are all following that recipe and, and trying to get more people on board to it. I love that. I just had the opportunity earlier today to have a very long conversation with someone who is in the midst of struggling, but at this moment is feeling those yearnings of awakening, calling him to do something different, which at this moment for him feels like walking out into the unknown, believing in possible things that he couldn't do before, you know, sort of that change from that whole thing. Why do you suppose it takes us falling off a cliff before we wake up? Yeah. Oh, boy. I think there's a there's a little bit of, um, you know, in my case, I needed to be humbled. Uh, you know, I, I I was growing a business; it was working. I met my wife; she was awesome. I had every, everything was moving in the right direction. I felt, oh, yeah, I got this thing. I don't need any help. And, and I'll give you a really good example, Kellen. One of my my co-hosts, Rich Hoffman, who you've met of on the Entrepreneurs United podcast, during during the rise of our business, said to me at one point, like, John who's coaching you these days? Like, do you have a coach or a mentor you speak to on a weekly basis that's guiding you? And I was like, Rich, I don't need, I don't need a coach. I got this. Like, you know, I, and I was very arrogant. I, I kind of had it all figured out. No one could tell me what to do. Right. So there's that part. I think there's the arrogance part. Then I think there's the not sure where to turn. And so people that listen to this podcast or read books or, or try to educate themselves uh, along the journey, you know, get tidbits from different people, but sometimes it's the right message from the right person at the right time that that connects with them, and they don't need to fall off the cliff. They'll they'll self correct and figure it out of the way. And then I think in some cases, for me, it's it's a lack of purpose. And people, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, my older mentors of mine say, "What well, you know, someday, John, you're going to figure out that what your purpose is." And I was like, "Well, I already know what my purpose is: it's to grow businesses and have fun and enjoy life." But I didn't really have a deeper pu- purpose beyond myself that gave me bigger meaning. And so there's a lot of reasons, I think. I haven't quite nailed it down. I'd love to hear your opinion on why you think people sometimes have to fall off a cliff for that. Uh, I think you said it, and I don't think it's sometimes. This life experience was built to be difficult, built to be challenging, and built to have us learn a bunch of things. It was not built to be simple, straightforward. If we'd written the playbook, it would have way less disasters in it. But there is some kind of divine organization, and we're not going to go there right this minute, but I know there is. And that divine organization requires that we be humble and realize that we can't do this. And so when you said arrogant, it was the big conversation that I just had. Uh, The conclusion was, I'm arrogant, not me, I wasn't, but I'm repeating, I'm arrogant. And I said, okay, well, you need, you know, that's going to crash and burn or else X, Y, Z. So it is absolute truth. And here's the thing. I think if we create big success, that's fine, but it won't be satisfying. I have a phrase, and it is you can never get enough 
of what you don't need because what you don't need won't satisfy you. Yeah. And when we learn we need money and prestige and coolness and accolades, and when that's what we think we need, we're always going to crash and burn because that's not what we really need if you want to have a fulfilling life because that's about service and love. So there's my yeah. answer. No, I love that. And I, I, and I can resonate with it. And to your point, you know, everybody knows people that are successful in one aspect of their life, but not in all aspects of their life. And that person would sometimes claim, well, you know, I, I can't have both. I, I can't have success in business and success in my family or, you know, and that's hogwash. You can, uh, you just need to have clarity on ultimately what you just talked about, what you ultimately need and want in life to find your level of success of what you're looking for and then have abundance in it all. Have a great marriage, have a great business, have great of everything that you can have, but you need to have you know a lot of clarity first on what that ultimate destination is. And I lack that in my major failures. Yeah, I did too. So there's a book over your shoulder there that's a $100 million journey. And we just had our show on LA Talk Radio and I would encourage the listeners to go look that up on LA Talk Radio, it was a great interview. That book talks about a business journey, growing, growing your company to $100 million. And so that's a monetary financial goal that came after the crash that you just talked to. But what are your other, maybe more important things? So you've created a very successful set of companies and have memorialized that journey with a brand new book. And I encourage everybody to go get it if you're trying to grow a business. What's more important to you than that $100 million? Yeah, so the $100 million journey and the title of it is what I was seeking. Uh, and as I was seeking that mountaintop, I crashed and burned and fell off the cliff and banged my head and, and, and caused some major injuries to me and, and others. Uh, and then you know, learned some lessons to rebuild again, applying things that I had learned. Uh, but within the book and within the journey, the biggest lesson that we just talked about fully was in those situations, I was running, uh, building a business completely disconnected with what I wanted to achieve in life. And uh, what I was able to do through the learnings and through the failure and reflection and, and, and guidance and speaking with others, much like yourself, was to align my true north life plan with my, what I want to achieve in business and my true North life plan with what I want to achieve financially, my true North life plan with what I achieve with my relationships and a true North life plan, you know, in all the different segments of my life. And so for today, as I move forward and I think through, you know, what am I ultimately trying to accomplish? Um, it's less about building a business to a hundred million dollars and having this, you know, glamorized business over here. And it's more of what do I want to achieve in my life and how am I going to organize my life in such a fashion that I maximize everything I'm looking for? So for example, I really believe um, you know, that entrepreneurs are caught in this trap that if they're going to be an entrepreneur, they also have to be the chief cook and bottle washer. They got to be working 80 hours a week. They got to be stressed out. They can't eat healthy. They can't have a good relationship. They can't have it because they're so busy with their business. And so one of my missions right now is to help entrepreneurs build the business of their dreams but also while also building the life of their dreams. And how do you accomplish both of those in complete alignment? So I love that. And I want to talk about, because everybody who's an entrepreneur worries about the money side and the business side. There's a million things online and everywhere else telling you how to make money. Yeah. Let's talk about the other pieces. You know, I had a chance to look over your Facebook wall and look at your family. And I know that's near and dear to your heart. And so what are some of the other things 
besides a successful business that you are devoted to? Yeah. So I'm going to start with health. Okay. Um, you know, self-care isn't uh, selfish. Uh, and that speaks for parents, fathers, uh, mothers, uh, entrepreneurs, doesn't really matter. To take care of one's health um, has become a major, major priority for me. I'm, I'm you know, doing a ton of research right now on what's going on with the advances in technology and medicine. You know, as, as the saying goes, stay healthy for 10 more years. You may live forever because of all the advances they got going on. <laughs> and I want to be here. I want to be here to see my kids uh, you know, grow and maybe build a family of their, their own someday and, and really maximize everything that life has to have in full health. Uh, because if I can do that, I can bring my best self to my family, my, you know, my, my siblings, my parents, my wife, my kids, their kids, you know, so on and so forth. So that's really, really important to me. And it's number one, because if I can't bring my full self and they got to care for me, uh, you know, that's not the, that's not the ultimate experience I want. So that's number one. Um, number two is family. Right for me, um, my wife and I are going on 20 years this year of marriage, and uh, she's been through you know with me through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, uh, you know, growing this family, and so being able to spend maximum quality time with family. And and, and by the way, I know you're trying to draw me away from business, Calum, but I got to go back to it just for no, one more okay. minute. Please do. But, but what 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 what's really unfortunate is when I talk to entrepreneurs, and they can't go to their son or daughter's soccer game. They can't uh, go enjoy the moments with them when they get out of school at three o'clock or whatever time they get out of school. Um, they're coming home late at night. They're missing dinner at the table. And they're doing all of that because they're working so deeply in their business. They can't go experience those. So one of the things I'm committed to in my entrepreneurial career is I want to achieve success in business, but also success in the home, success with my family, maximizing those times. And you know, a small example is, I had a meeting on Friday that, you know, I contacted the person. I said, I'm sorry, I have to reschedule because I'm driving down to New Jersey for my son's hockey game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can't miss the hockey game for this call. My priority is here. Uh, and aligning those priorities are just really, really important. And I can go on and on, but everything kind of interconnects with each other in terms of bringing my best self and getting the most out of life that I want. And then connecting my, my entrepreneurial or my financial goals to that and still achieving success. Because a lot of people believe if you sacrifice one, you're going to, you know, for the other, you're not going to have both. I, I agree with you. And I want to, it's not that I don't want you to talk about business, but I want to make really strong that connection because all of us don't have an infinite amount of time. Time is the speed that it is. Tick, 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 tick. And no matter how good we are at whatever we do, there will come times where we need to prioritize, to sequence, to organize things, and we can't do everything at the same moment. So you made a choice to move a meeting, cancel, move, doesn't matter, so that you could maximize a relationship with your son and showing up for the hockey game. The idea that some people have is I'm going to keep working because I'm, quote, providing for them, buying hockey equipment and vacations and whatever else, yeah. instead of the truth, which is the personal connection. How is it that we have lost the criticality of personal connection compared to having things? Yeah. I, I want to answer that, but I also want to challenge something. Please do. Time, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned something along the lines of we all have the same amount of time. 
Um, and you're right. There is factually 24 hours in a day. There, there's no dispute about that. However, how you use such time in efficient or inefficient manners, you completely control. You control your time by being healthy. You control your time by getting a good enough sleep where you can get up earlier and go do some of the things before the day starts as opposed to during the day starts. You can be more efficient and not being a control freak to have to be in every meeting of your business and allow people to prosper and take those meetings so you don't have to be there. There's, there's a lot of ways you can control your time so that you have more of it. And I think that's a secret science that that not a lot of people have figured out and therefore they believe in their minds and their psyche, they have to be on every call. They have to be in every meeting. They have to do all this because if they don't, no one's going to do it. And then my business is not going to be there. And I can't buy these material things that you're talking about. And when in reality, the, the efficiency and management of your priorities and what you're seeking to do on a daily basis to achieve your goals will maximize your available time to enrich your life. And I think that's a big piece that's missing. I love that. And thank you for saying that. If it were an advertisement for my course, which is how to create time for joy and productivity, you couldn't have been a better advertisement because <laughs> <laughs> I created that, how to create time. Anyway, so I wanted you to go on with part two, which is how have we separated and, yeah. and been convinced to prioritize material things over personal connection? Yeah. Um. I haven't. Uh, and, and part of the reason is I believe you can have both. You can't, you, you know, I think the saying that you, the question you just asked alludes to the point where you, you can only have one and not the other, mm -hmm. or some people's belief that they can only have one over the other. Um, but the idea of personal connection to your point, I think is coming back. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll make my argument on this one. I think I the, want the COVID to. crisis um, put people into a, a room together uh, and start realizing, like, why do we need all these things? When in reality, when when you know crap hits the fan, it's the people around this dining room table playing this board game because we can't go out to dinner uh, that really matter. And so, I truly believe that the the material things, although some put a lot of value on, I think what people are also realizing is those who create a lot of financial success that get all these material things aren't necessarily happy either. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this be like, yeah, I'd be a lot happier with a million dollars in my bank. Okay, great. But also you can have that and be extremely miserable as well. So my personal belief is that uh, people are, are, are feeling hurt right now. And there's a mental crisis going on here in North America, partially because of the lack of personal connection that they have. Uh, I think that's a that's one of the biggest factors, I believe, in, in this mental health disorder. People are single, they're alone, uh, they're divorced, the divorce rate is off the charts right now. There's a lot of reasons why I believe that personal connection is the secret sauce that's missing, and I think it's going to make a raging comeback. I, I love that. So I want listeners, I want you to hear that. We've got two secret sauces already. One is personal connection, and one is understanding how to use that X amount of time that you have in powerful and important ways and develop your ability to prioritize and sequence and do those kinds of things. So with the time you have, you can do the most valuable thing. So you've got two bottles of secret sauce. I want you to make sure you, you study and you examine and you take home uh, from this, uh, this conversation so you can build your own life. So let's talk about what caused you you had you built a big business, 
You know, you had a struggle, you lost it, you fell off a cliff and bashed yourself multiple times on the way down. What are the what are some of the turning points, the discovery things that led you to say, I'm going to do it again, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to create it in a way that fills the across the board. What were some of the discovery points you can leave with folks about that journey back up the hill? Yeah. Um, the power of self-reflection. I'll add that as secret sauce number three, if I may add them in, into your, into the lineup. Please do. Um, people do not take the time. I did not take the time to ever sit down with myself on top of the mountain, like you have in a uh, cliff, like you have in your picture in the background. Like the dude, right? There he is. <laughs> right. Um, to think and self-reflect on who I was, what I want, what others want from me. How can I provide the best to the world? Never. I never took the time to self-reflect. I just went. I just go, 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 go. And to the point you mentioned earlier about this intervention that we all sometimes have that awakens us is you wake up on the aftermath and then you start self-reflecting. After the disaster, you after the failure, after the situation, then you self-reflect, then you improve yourself, then you do all these things that you probably should have been doing well before then. And I never did. I would I actually take my company on retreats. Uh, you know, we would do all these different things. I'd say, oh, let's reflect on where we are, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, what do we need to do? I would never do it with myself. The power of self-reflection is probably one of the biggest things I learned in that process. So that's fabulous. So yeah, absolutely. I'd love it if we had a whole row of secret sauces. I'm thinking of those uh, packages of hot sauce you buy in the grocery store. There's like five different kinds, right? Yeah. From mild to death in a death in a bottle. So have you got a secret sauce number four? We've got the power of personal connection. We've got uh, intentional and judicious use of our one limited resource, which is time, and you've got cultivating the ability and the power of self-reflection. You got anything yeah. else? Yeah, I, we already talked about it, but if I had to add it back in, it's having a long view mm -hmm. uh, of your life with patient ambition. Uh, so those that are, again, if I had to put it down, those that are listening to this that aren't happy with where they're working, or they're not happy in their relationship, or there's something going on in their life, they're just not, they haven't built their ultimate life yet. What they lack is the visibility to design it 30 years out and draw or, or, or visualize what is that, what would 30 year dream ultimate life look like for me? And then have patience to do what you need to do today in this moment or the next moment to move towards it with patient ambition. We too many of us have ambition. We want things. We want it now. We want to go to the lottery ticket and go scratch that off and win the money, right? We want to meet the person of our dreams this afternoon, not next week. I'm lonely now. But if you have patient ambition towards a long-term vision of where you want to be, you can slowly start marching there and just take that one step, that next step, the next step. And if in three or four years, you can look back and go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that all those baby steps would compound to the direction I really envisioned. That's why when people say, you know, my dream life has come true, well, it doesn't just happen overnight. They've been working on it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and they ultimately can achieve their ultimate life. You need to have a long-term view with patient ambition. So that is something you mentioned, but I love putting it here as the fourth bottle in the sauce because 
You know, we talked about this on the other show, but you thought about naming the book about something about patient ambition. And mm-hmm. those two words juxtaposed seem perhaps contradictory because ambition suggests type A personality, do it right now. Da, 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 da. And patience reflects the other. But if you look at nature, trees grow at the speed they grow and eventually they get really tall. And year after year, the seasons come and we have food and we have all that sort of stuff. And so everything around us happens in exactly the way you're describing. And somehow we have become, we have shortcut the truth of the universe and and wanted to have everything right now. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing all that stuff. I want to make sure that two things. One, I want to make sure that there, I'm going to ask you the second thing is, Anything that we haven't talked about that you want people to know, either about you or about your journey or about how much love you have for yourself and your wife and your kids and the entrepreneurs you're serving. Before you do that, I want you to tell people how to get a hold of you, how to find your stuff. Obviously, the book is on Amazon, and I absolutely recommend it. So tell us how to get a hold of you, and then leave with us anything that we haven't talked about that you want to say. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, you can find the hundred million dollar journey on Amazon. Uh, very proud of this book. And, and to the point we've been talking about this conversation, this is not about building a company to a hundred million. It's a story. It's principles of entrepreneurial success and failure that I just don't want others to experience. And so you can also go to 100 mjourneycom So 100 M as in Mary journey.com or find me on social media at, at John St. Pierre 100. And I think ultimately, Kellen, you know, we've talked about this throughout this, throughout this conversation, that you must experience failure to find your path. And my, I'm on a mission to try and help people avoid such pitfalls, avoid these cliffs, or minimize the cliffs. So the cliff isn't so far down that you hurt yourself and end up in a coma for six months, but that you can gently see the cliff coming. Maybe you'll trip over it a little bit, but you get back up because you're prepared. You're mentally prepared for the journey you're on, this long-term vision you're on, versus these cliffs being monumental moments in your life. So whether it be with a relationship or with your kids or with your with your business or your health or wherever you want to go, having a long-term vision is where I want to impact people in their lives. And have, you know, so they can enjoy all life has to offer them in the process and not be afraid of the pitfalls because they're going to happen as we talked about, but be prepared for them. Thank you. And I want to, you you mentioned something much earlier and I, I want to go there to, uh, as we conclude. You talked about not only having this long-term vision, not only making sure that you're, goals and everything are lined up with that. You're taking steps this quarter and this week and today to move toward that. But you talked about this daily preparation process where you review your Mm -hmm. goals, your commitments. And this, as a coach, I talk to people about this all the time. I don't care what your goals are. If you don't have a process to make them part of your life every day, it won't matter. So how important is it to have this daily, some version of a daily review preparation process. And then I want you to tell us how you do that. Yeah. So uh, I truly believe that every action you're taking today was pre-programmed before you woke up. Uh, a lot of people have schedules, calendars that, you know, whatever you're going to eat today for lunch is priority in your fridge, right? You're pre-programmed to do what you're going to do. And so the way to change that is 
if 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, and you can look that up on Google, that's exactly what it would say, and only 5% of your day is decided upon, another 95% is already decided upon based on how you've structured your life, well, then you need to train your mind, retrain your autopilot so you can actually you know, go exercise the things you really want in life. And so what this daily visualization does um, is it's, it's, it takes me 12 minutes to read and it goes through who I, who I want to be in my life who I want to be health-wise, who I want to be in my relationships with my wife and my family and my kids, uh, where I want to be spiritually and where I want to be in my career and business. And what it does is it reinforces my subconscious mind over and over and over again, every single morning, six to seven days a week on, before I start on what I want. And the first week, you don't really see any difference. Second week, you don't really see any difference. But after months of doing this, you literally have trained your subconscious mind and prepared your weeks in advance and your days in advance to achieve those goals. Because if you're setting your time and you're setting, if you're putting the food in your fridge, you shouldn't be eating next week. Well, then you're, you're off, you're off kilter. So uh, that process has really, really worked for me. And it's really a, a process of habits. It's a process of efficiency and habits and, and planning your days properly. That really has worked for me in, in a grand way. That's fabulous. And I just couldn't agree with you more. And it has demonstrated similar results in my life. Uh, John, as a final thought, is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, I want to thank you. Uh, you had a big part in uh, helping me tell my story, helping me be vulnerable, uh, help, helping me share it, uh, helping me try and create the ultimate life that I'm looking for. And I love the fact that you're spreading it with such passion and uh, enjoy and the mission in your life. So I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Well, that, I appreciate that. And thank you for our message. Thank you for being a guest with me today here. Thanks, Colin. I want to encourage you guys to listen to this again. I know John personally, outside of this interview, I, I, can, I can tell you is he's authentic. It's like the real deal. His commitment to daily creation is real and it works. His commitment to helping you avoid pitfalls or minimize their effect is real and it works. And the kinds of things that he has talked about today in the other interview we had and in the book that he wrote are real, they're powerful, and they will work for you as you go forward to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your